Hello and welcome to the podcast edition of ANC's Matters of Fact. I'm Christian Esguera. For this week, we're going to talk about a very gruesome event or incident which took place early in the morning of, uh, uh, of August 10, uh, early this week. Uh, the chairperson of Anakpawis, a peasant group, um, is an activist, a long-time activist, and a peace consultant of the National Democratic Front of the Philippines, uh, Mr. Randall Chanis, was found dead inside his rented apartment in the Baliches, Quezon City. Now, there, there were a lot of questionable uh, steps taken by the uh, Quezon City Police soon after the body was reported or the death was, or the killing was reported. And then, uh, of course, there was a tug of war between the police and the, and the family of Mr. Chanis uh, regarding the custody of the remains. And there were a lot of questions regarding the uh, initial questions regarding the identity of the body that was found uh, in this apartment in Quezon City. Now for this week, we are joined by uh, attorney Jobert Pahilga. He's a lawyer of the uh, Echanis family and uh, he's a longtime friend of uh, Mr. Echanis. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on this podcast, attorney Pahilga. Thank you very much, Christian, for inviting me. Okay, uh, first our deepest condolences uh, to, to the friends and the family, relatives and loved ones, including yourself, of Mr. Echanis. Uh, this was not expected, uh, especially at this time. Uh, is that correct? Or yes. somehow part of, uh, part of you uh, feared that this might also or still happen to, to someone like him? Yeah, part of me uh, is of the belief that uh, this will happen to him, but uh, it's very sudden and uh, we, we were not expecting that uh, this type of death would befall uh, our family. Okay. So we, we, were, we were very uh, saddened by the fact from a type and uh, of course uh, Randy is a good man and uh, he is loved by his uh, colleagues, by the Filipino farmers. So, and he did everything he can to help the Filipino farmers. Okay. Now, of course, if we base uh, our appreciation of the life of Mr. Echanis uh, on the news reports, somehow at this point, I don't think those many of those reports uh, have given justice to the uh, to the person who was slain brutally. Uh, talk to us about uh, Mr. Echanis. Uh, what kind of person he was, uh, especially uh, as someone who was very much in touch with the plight of the farmers, of the poor, and also later on he became. Uh, a long-time peace consultant of the National Democratic Front of the Philippines. Yeah. Arandi is a very humble man, and he always talks with the people. He always uh, tells us uh, to be consistent with our principle to serve the people. He was my long-time mentor, my friend. He was my client. Uh, he helped me in my study of law. I was a working student. And uh, Arandi is approachable. He knows how to deal with uh, people. Uh, the good thing about him is he, he's, he does not brag and uh, he always wanted to help. And uh, he was one of those persons who immensely helped in uh, formation of, uh, in the drafting of the genuine agrarian reform bill that was filed in Congress. So all of his life was devoted to serving the Filipino uh, farmers uh, since the 1970s and until his death. 
Mm-hmm. In your case, how did you meet uh, Mr. Echanis? Uh, it was in 1997 when I started studying law uh, in San Beda. Then, uh, because I was already a family man at the time, uh, I uh, entered the Centro para sa Tunay na Reformang Agrario, Centra, where uh, this Centra is one institution that handles cases of kilusang magbubukid ng Pilipinas where Randy was uh, Deputy uh, Secretary General. So that was the time that we worked together. He, he was the one who always communicated with us regarding cases of farmers, uh, including the case of Hacienda Luisita, which was referred to us by KMP. So, uh, we happened to talk every day. Uh, he was always in office. He was uh, advising us what to do. He was our uh, guiding star, quote unquote, at the time. And then until he was, uh, when he was incarcerated uh, in uh, 2008, I was the one who visited him first in Palo Leite and uh, in in uh, City Jail of Manila. So all of the cases of uh, Randy. I personally handled together with other lawyers. That's why I became very close to him and I considered him as a second father. And you also described him as a mentor. Um, yes. Uh, what kind of, what, what do you mean by, by, by mentor? Uh, he teaches me about uh, agrarian reform, the struggle of the farmers, how to deal with uh, uh, cases of farmers, uh, what kind of system is uh, prevailing now, so, so that uh, I will not lose sight of the fact that uh, even if I am a lawyer, I still need to serve this uh, uh, less privileged, especially the farmers. So he guided us to go that path and direction of uh, helping the farmers. Uh, he's always principled man, and uh, he always uh, tell us that uh, in our profession, especially as lawyers, we will be offered several bribes, but. Uh, Remember that uh, in every bribe that you will take, there are so many Filipino farmers who suffer. So that, that kind of way. And uh, he also was the one responsible in uh, teaching me what is uh, genuine agrarian reform that uh, he was uh, trying to be adopted by uh, the, the government. Now, w- uh, prior to his uh, killing, when was the last time that you spoke with uh, Mr. Echanis? Uh, I think it was January. I asked permission from him to work as consultant in Myanmar. So uh, I and he told me okay, uh, but uh, remember that uh, we have still tasks to do here, especially in Centra, because it is a non-government organization that provides free legal service to farmers. So. That was the last time when I asked permission for uh, to to go on consultancy work. Okay. Now, of course, what happened last Monday, early in the morning, uh, his body was found uh, inside the rented apartment in the Valiches, Quezon City. Uh, in the first place, uh, why was he staying there? Karandi uh, knows the threat to his life. He feared for his safety and security. That, that is why he makes it a point to transfer from one residence to another. He does not want uh, people who are looking for him to 
establish a pattern of where he lives, what does he do every day. And uh, so he uh, transferred that, uh, to, that, to that apartment for purposes of security. So how long had he been uh, staying in that apartment? I don't exactly know, maybe uh, two months. Um, because it usually Randy does not stay for does not stay for a long time in a, in in a place. So uh, in this case, uh, was there any threat, uh, specific threat that he had been uh, receiving prior to his killing? Uh, anything weird regarding his movement aside from the uh, usual security measures that he had been taking? Because you know, uh, given his uh, no, his uh, his standing, right? And he was being accused mm. as a, as a mm. member of the Central Committee of the Communist Party of the Philippines, right? So we know that yes. uh, that there was this uh, threat on his life. But uh, as, when you talk about specific threats, uh, did he experience anything close to that prior to his death? Uh, he did not mention of any, but he very well knows that the threat is there. That any time uh, they have opportunity, they will kill him because it happens already to uh, Randy Malayao. It happens to several activists. So he knows for a fact that uh, uh, those who are uh, red tagging him, those who are after the so-called communist leaders are also after him. So threat is al always there, but specific threat, I do not know, because if Randy would have known of such threat, she or he could have uh, lived immediately that the place where he's staying. Okay. Now, uh, who do you think was behind this uh, this gruesome killing? The military. I am very certain of that. The motive, the manner of execution is uh, under work of uh, the state agents. There is no other motive that, uh, other than uh, because Randy is considered to be a top-ranking member of the Communist Party of the Philippines. And... Uh, Randy has no enemy. And uh, second, uh, there is this uh, lockdown or modified enhanced community quarantine in Metro Manila, and uh, people are restricted to go out of the street. Then all of a sudden, there is these eight people who were able to roam around, go to his apartment, and kill him. So if uh, they are not that powerful enough, they could not do that. Let's talk about what uh, exactly was done to uh, Mr. Echanis. Um, of course, realistically speaking, we're not supposed to refer to that incident as murder yet. But if you look at the gravity uh, of the, of, of basically of how he was killed, basically uh, it would be logical uh, to, to conclude that it was murder. It wasn't a simple homicide, right? So what exactly yes. was done to him? Uh, there were two bullet holes in his head, 12 stab wounds, uh, 21 lacerated wounds. He had some bruises, his eyes bulging because maybe a hard object was uh, used uh, to inflict uh, injury to his head. And uh, they told us uh, initially they saw he was hugged. So that was... Uh, there is abuse of superior strength, and uh, I think there is treachery. And Randy is already 72 years old. He is not armed. I am sure of that. And he could not have uh, fought back. 
So they killed him when uh, he has uh, not been fighting and uh, they killed him treacherously. That's I, I, I am certain. Basically, the, the elements of murder are there, uh, even if you don't yes. actually, uh, you, you don't need to wait for a court ruling for you to be able to reasonably yes. conclude that what was done was murder, right? Yes, eight persons is already abuse of superior strength under our, our law that, that qualifies the death to murder. And the brutality that was uh, done to him, basing on the injury that he has sustained, that, that's, that's basically murder. When you look at the number of uh, gunshots, at least two, tapos, uh, so many lacerations, tapos, uh, stab wounds. No? So stab basically, wounds. This, yeah. all this point to a possible torture, that this was not a swift kill, right? Yes. They could have killed Randy even by one bullet. So why stab him? Why... Uh, do a necessary injury. If they wanted just to kill Randy, they could have just poured one bullet to his head and he's dead. So why this unnecessary uh, use of force, violence, and brutality? So those people who killed him, I, I think, are very angry at him or at what he was doing. It's they, not just a simple case of uh, robbery, as what the police of Quezon City uh, are saying. They are saying that uh, it was just a case of robbery. But no uh, personal belongings of Gandhi was lost. And if this is just a simple robbery, he could not have sustained so many injuries that he has sustained. And do you think the manner that he, uh, the, the way that he was killed, do you think that was uh, also meant to send uh, some sort of a message? Yes, That's, uh, they, they are um, making a message that uh, these, these consultants, the so-called uh, uh, Central Committee members of uh, the Communist Party would suffer the same fate. And they wanted to, to make them aware and frighten all those who are uh, alleged to be uh, ranking members of the PPP. But in the first place, uh, what do you think? Um... Why of all people, of, of the consultants, of the members of the progressive groups, of the peasant leaders, uh, would they kill uh, Randy Echanis? Why him? Because uh, of the fact that they believe he is a top-ranking member and they suspect that Randy is the one uh, manipulating or doing these orders in uh, the peasant movement. Uh, they believe that he is the, the brain behind uh, what he's uh, doing legally and even by uh, the MPA. So that, that is, their, their, I, I, to me, that's the, the main reason why they, they suspect Randy and they do that to Randy of all the other consultants. Uh, imagine, mm-hmm. in all the cases, uh, involving Joma season, Randy is there. Uh, in the Hilomos mass grave, Randy is there, even if he was in jail at the time the mass grave was allegedly, or the, the mass killings allegedly happened. Then in prescription case of uh, the DOJ against uh, alleged terrorists, which was withdrawn by the DOJ, Randy is there. 
in Batasan five cases, Randy is there. So in almost all cases controversial and uh, involving left personalities, Randy is there. That's how they treat Randy. Uh, but in the first place, just for the record, was he ever part of the Central Committee of the Communist Party of the Philippines? That I do not know of personally, but if I base that on the statement of the Communist Party of the Philippines, no, he is not anymore. He is not part of the uh, Central Committee of the Communist Party. Because mm -hmm. if you look at the, 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 the record of Mr. Rechanis, above Above ground siya lagi, di ba? Kumbaga, he was not in hiding. Yes. Yes. And, for, and for the record, was he a wanted man at the time of his death? No. No. Rin, di ba? The only case, yes, the only case Randy is facing uh, at the time of his death is the Hilongos mass grave. But he was granted bail by the Regional Trial Court of Manila. That means to say the case against him is weak. Otherwise, if the case, the evidence against him is strong, it should not have been granted bail and he's still in Manila City Jail. So he has no other case aside from that one. All other cases were dismissed. How about the prescription case? Was he ever formally prescribed by the court uh, as a member of a terrorist group? No. The, the prescription case was withdrawn by DOJ. Uh, and uh, although Randy was included as one of the respondents there, they were not able to serve Pina uh, or summons to Randy, and uh, he was uh, already about to file his answer to that case, but the OG withdraw the case, including uh, his name. So nothing came out of that prescription case. Okay, so so for the record, Mr. Echanis was not in hiding from the government from authorities, but he was switching uh, places or staying in different houses because he was afraid for his life. That was what was yes. happening, right? Yes. Okay. Now, Dito, sa, this happened uh, early morning, August 10, uh, last Monday. Uh, what do you think of the police response, the local police response immediately after the incident took place? For example, how long did it take for police to come up with a report? or to actually respond? Inutil lang mga police. They did not even conduct immediate investigation of uh, the incident and uh, believe right, uh, right there and then that the person is uh, Juan Manuel Santiago. And uh, to me, if there is a crime scene, you should have secured the crime scene and interviewed all the neighbors there for possible witnesses, but the police did not do that. And now they are already concluding that this is a case of a uh, uh, robbery and uh, that the suspect that they are uh, implying is a, a person who is with Randy, basically Randy's companion. So useless and not credible the investigation of, the, of this police. Okay, so they are trying to cover up. Okay, what so really happened? Ang police version is that he was killed by someone, by a neighbor. Yun ba ang initial ano nila? Uh, theory? Based on the based on the statement I have read in the internet, 
they are telling that uh, there is no forcible entry. So therefore, they are implying that uh, the one who killed Randy is person who is living with him. But was and there... We are, uh, Pero meron ba siya kasama sa apartment? Wala. Wala, di ba? Yung isang namatay na kapitbahay was staying in another unit. Kasi apartment, ano yan, di ba? Yes. Parang apartment complex, tama ba? Yes. Katabing kwarto. Katabing kwarto. So, mukha bang nadamay lang yung kapitbahay si Mr. Louie? Nadamay lang siya. Yeah. Sa tingin namin, nadamay lang siya. Hindi siya membro ng anak awis. Hindi namin siya kilala. Sa tingin ko, kung nag-uusap man sila ni Randy ay bilang magkapitbahay. At uh, sa tingin ko, they killed him because he is a witness to the incident. Hindi po pwedeng hindi niya marinig yung nangyayari sa kabilang kwarto. Okay. Ano yung mga injuries na tinamo nitong kapitbahay? Si Louis Tagapia? Oh, that I do not personally know. Hindi namin natingnan. Pero he is also at Petals and he is being claimed by uh, his family. Now, ito, yung afterward, ordinarily kasi, diba, as you have correctly mentioned, uh, when there's a crime scene, when a crime uh, was committed, of course, you secure the scene. And of course, instinctively, you would look for witnesses because you would want to uh, catch the killer right away, right? But in this case, yes. police spent they a lot of time... No, but they spent, instead, they spent a lot of time trying to uh, validate the identity. Tama naman, to validate the identity. Pero what, what, uh, what looked weird was that the wife of Randy Chan is already positively identified the body. And if you look at the pictures, yes. siya talaga yun, di ba? Pero even yes. then, and police became very, 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 very careful and quite suspiciously. They wanted mm -hmm. to look at the fingerprint, DNA samples to compare. What, what, what do you make of these actuations by the police afterward? Uh, they are trying to uh, cover what has really actually happened. And uh, the police are a uh, bunch of uh, uh, inutile and uh, not credible investigators. So I don't know what actually was their reason, but to us, that is a sign that uh, police could not be uh, trusted in conducting this investigation because instead of uh, uh, focusing their attention on who, who killed Randy, they focus on who was really this person who was killed. Even when there is already a lawyer, there is already the wife uh, who positively identified him. And uh, what is uh, weird is they snatched the body from the family and uh, told us that there is no release order yet because according to them, someone might claim that uh, the body is one of Manuel Santiago. So if they are good enough, they should have just let the body of Randy stay with the family. And uh, if anyone complains, they could go to St. Peter's where uh, they were planning to hold the wake of Randy. They should not have taken away forcibly the body of Randy from uh, the family. And in fact, uh, when we instructed our paralegal to go with the police so that he can guard on the body of Randy, they arrested him for obstruction of justice. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. Na, nasa and na our paralegal. paralegal now is... What? 
Nasaan na yung paralegal? Nasaan na siya ngayon? Nasa kulungan pa, nasa karingal. Ah, so he was actually detained? Yes, he was detained for two days now. And uh, we are waiting for the resolution of the prosecutor on the case filed against him for obstruction of justice. Problem is, Paolo is sickly. He has uh, asthma. And uh, according to police themselves, there are those persons who are positive of COVID in, uh, in uh, the jail. And uh, they uh, mixed up how they, they put Pao in a crowded cell with 36 inmates. Okay. Sige, That's what happened. Explain natin yung ginawa ng police dito. So, from the crime scene, the body was transferred to the funeral home. What's the name of the funeral home? Pink Petals? Pink Petals Funeral Home. Funeral Home. So, the body was brought there. And then, I suppose it was processed there, right? And then, after the body was identified by the wife, so, transferred na ng family to their funeral home of their choice, right? The St. Peter's. Yes. And then... They, they, the nakaburol na sa St. Peter's or being prepared na yung remains and then kinuha ng police? What, what happened? Uh, dadalhin sa St. Peter's sana yon para ilipat sa PGH. They will uh, uh, do the preparation of the body in St. Peter's then will, the body will be brought to PGH for an autopsy by Dr. Fortun. So, nung gabi, around 10.30 in the evening, police, 10 of them, more than 10 of them, went to St. Peter's and took the body and uh, told the family that there is no release order yet of, of that body. Even when, before that, doctor, the doctor of uh, Dr. Ras of uh, Soko and uh, the, the funeral parlor already released the body to uh, the lawyer who was armed with a special power of attorney. And there, there was already a death certificate prepared in the name of, of Randy. So, dapat ang plano ng family, dinala ng family who remains at St. Peter's and then dapat dadalhin lang sa PGH for the autopsy, right? Ito, yes. Ito yung preferred autopsy ng family? Yes. Okay. Hindi ba ordinarily karapatan ng family yan? Yes. Karapatan. Ng, ng family and police or anybody could not interfere with that right. It is even stated in our civil code that, uh, it, that any person who would interfere with uh, the burial, the wake of the dead is liable uh, civilly, morally, and uh, even criminally. So, yun, yun yung ginawa nila. So ngayon, nung kinuha yung body ng police, so dadalhin din nila sa, ano? Saan nila din nila? Binalik nila sa, Saint, sa, sa Pink Petals. And then, uh, who and then, nagkaroon na ba ng autopsy? Or wala pa rin? No. That is why we send Paolo there to guard the body. And uh, some people from Anakawis held a vigil Nandun sila, inabantayan noong labi niya sa, sa pink petals. But uh, police also uh, drove them away. Sinabihan na bawal at uh, may curfew. So, mali sila. But we already told pink petals that whatever will happen to the body of uh, Randy, we will hold them accountable. So, yun ang nangyari. And uh, we thank the media because uh, media was there also. Uh, 
they were uh, looking at uh, what is happening at, at pink petals. So ngayon, nasa na yung body? Nirelease na ng police, di ba? And because they couldn't find the identity. Kagabi, nasa PGH kagabi at ngayong araw ay uh, subject ng autopsy. Nakatapos na ngayong autopsy. Okay. And then from there, saan dadalhin yung remains? Uh, the plan is to bring it to St. Peter's sa, sa Commonwealth for uh, three or four days na wait. Then uh, i-cremate siguro o i-bilibing na. Okay. Now, uh, I know that you don't trust the police, right? You don't trust the, the investigation being conducted by the Quezon City Police. And earlier when we spoke, you said that uh, the family would prefer that the National Bureau of Investigation step in, right? Uh, mm. How likely that this will be the case, that they will step in? Uh, I heard that uh, the National Bureau of Investigation has been ordered by Secretary Guevara to conduct an interview. And uh, in this autopsy of Grandi, we will also provide them of uh, the results. And... Uh, so I think NBI would be conducting with uh, the investigation now, and also we are we will be requesting the Commission on Human Rights to also conduct a, a separate investigation on the matter because we wanted an independent and credible investigation to really determine uh, how Randy died and uh, to know who are the perpetrators. Even if these things would happen eventually, we have to go by the, the account of the first responders, which are the police, right? So yes. what happened to the crime scene? Uh, talk to us about the integrity of the crime scene, whether that was preserved. And number two, uh, did the police bother to talk to possible witnesses, the neighbors, for example, who might have heard or seen something? The crime scene was not protected. So there is no police line. That's one. So I think hindi uh, na yun maayos. Evidence in the crime scene were not preserved. That is one. Then I don't know if police conducted interview with witnesses. Mabuti pa yung media nakapag-interview ng mga witnesses. I don't know if police. Because their, their theory already is this is just a plain robbery. And, uh, so if that is their theory, we would not expect any credible investigation from them. But even then, let's say, assuming for the sake of argument, the theory of police is that it was a simple quote-unquote case of a robbery, it would have been logical to ask the neighbors next door, right? Meron ba kayo natinig? Meron ba kayo nakita? Meron bang sumigaw dyan? Ano ba yung narinig nyo? Ano ba yung sinabi? Ano yung suot ng mga nakita nyo? I mean, these are basic questions that should have been asked, right? Yes. So he we do not know whether they conducted that investigation and interview. Uh, we hope they did. And uh, we will not uh, interfere with their investigation. They can, do, they can investigate. It's okay with uh, us. But we wanted the uh, NBI and CHR to also conduct a uh, separate investigation. But in the meantime, uh, are the police even cooperating or coordinating with you, the lawyers and the family, or updating you uh, on the uh, on the investigation? 
none that I know of, wala akong alam. And uh, also sa family, wala rin kami alam. Only the coordinated where, when they asked for proof uh, that uh, Randall is uh, the person na namatay when uh, there was this cross-matching of uh, the, the fingerprints. And they asked for a marriage contract of uh, Kalinda, uh, the wife of uh, Andy. After that, I do not know if they have uh, communicated again with uh, Attorney Lucci, but to me, they have not, and to Kalinda, I don't know. Okay, let's talk about the, the accounts of the witnesses, the neighbors, basically. Ano yung version nila? What did they see? Pag pinagpagbitag minyo yung mga sinabi nila. What happened that night? Uh, isang buwan na daw na may umiikot na puting van doon, which was the same van na nakita nila at the night, uh, uh, on the early morning of August 10. And they saw eight persons may dalang uh, ladder at inakyat yung uh, kasi nasa second floor si Randy, Inak inakyat yung second floor. And they heard commotions, uh, someone shouting. And one told us that he went to Barangay to seek uh, uh, help and to investigate what was happening. Problem is the Barangay responded uh, after one hour and 30 minutes. And they saw these persons wearing masks. So if Barangay could have responded immediately, maybe they have uh, seen the the perpetrators. Mga anong oras ba nangyari yung crime? Mga alas 12. Alas 12. Then dumating yung uh, Batangay 1.30 in the morning. Okay. So madaling araw, no? So Sunday going in, uh, into Monday. So mar mar ilan yung witnesses na nakausap nyo? Ng, ng family, ng mga lawyers? Uh, may this? tatlong may tatlong witnesses. At uh, yung isa, in fact, uh, uh, send a message to me sa Facebook and uh, she's uh, telling that she is afraid. So, we are after uh, uh, ma-ilibing na si Karandi, we will form a team, talk with these witnesses and build a, a case. We will coordinate with the NBI. If witnesses are afraid to talk with NBI, they can talk with CHR or they can talk with us lawyers so that we can uh, gather a statement and submit that to, to the NBI to identify the perpetrators. So yung mga witnesses na nakausap nyo, nakita nila yung uh, at least ten men, uh, eight men? Eight men. Naka-ski naka, naka masks? Tama po ba? Naka, yes, naka-ski naka masks. And then meron ba silang dalang mga baril daw? Uh, hindi nila nasabi sa amin but what they saw according to them is uh, mayroong movable ladder tagdan na daladala para umakyat then nagkagulo na karoon ng commotion umisigaw and uh, yun ang nakita nila we, we did not also ask them yet if they heard any gunshot okay. but uh, what they were they were telling us that they hear uh, person shouting for help and ano, they're struggling. Ano exactly yung sinisigaw daw na nadinig nila? And how long did it last yung pagsigaw-sigaw na yun? Uh, I, I do not uh, ask them kung ano, kung ano talaga yung actual na lumabas. 
kasi this is just a short conversation with witness and we told him that uh, our first priority was to recover first the body of Karandi then uh, they are cooperative enough and uh, they told us we told them that after all of this has been settled back to normal uh, then we will talk again and to get the uh, details of uh, what they have seen and heard okay pero yung plate number naplakahan naman ba yung ano yung van that they saw no, hindi na nila nasabi kasi the police were telling that they obtained the CCTV of uh, they have CCTV camera I, I hope that the plate number of the car ay nakapture ng, ng CCTV in the meantime uh, of course the, the the witnesses would understandably be afraid for their safety uh, while, while yes. waiting for let's say being secured perhaps in a witness protection program I don't know pero in the meantime, nasaan sila and uh, what can is there any uh, uh, kind of protection that they have or receiving at this point? Wala pa. Wala pa, wala pa. Kasi hindi pa na na proseso agad dahil nga nagkagulo na nung ginawa yung uh, karandi. But uh, they are just there. Uh, I I cannot uh, detail the exact location because uh, for, also for their protection but definitely we will interview them and get give them protection. Okay. Now, finally, Attorney Pahilga, uh, let's talk about how big a loss uh, Mr. Randy Chanis uh, is uh, in, in, the, in the peace process. Yes. In the peace process, uh, Randall is a consultant on CASER, on uh, economic and uh, social rights, comprehensive agreement on socio-economic uh, rights. He's an expert on agrarian reform and uh, labor. So he contributed a lot in the peace process. In fact, he was one, as I have already said, he was one of those who immensely contributed in the drafting of the Genuine Agrarian Reform Bill, which uh, Makabayan Black filed in Congress. And that uh, Genuine Agrarian Reform Bill was uh, when when I was in the Department of Agrarian Reform as consultant of Apaeng uh, Mariano, when he was secretary, he was appointed by Duterte. This genuine agrarian reform bill was the basis of uh, the, the negotiation whether to adopt this uh, uh, the terms, conditions, and the provision of this genuine agrarian reform bill would be adopted by the government. Uh, so. Basically, he is a, a big loss, and uh, his counterpart at uh, the GRP side would uh, tell that he is a good man and uh, he is a reasonable person. So he, not just to the, the peace process, but to us, to those who are the colleagues of Randy, he, he guides us on what to do. So he is a big loss to, to us. And actually, if you t uh, if you talk with the with with those in the government panel, with some members of the government government panel, I think um, they saw Mr. Randy Chanis as as never a hardliner, someone I should mention, they could reasonably talk with, right? Uh, some of them even described him as a moderate. Yung madaling ka usap, yung hindi unreasonable when it comes to discussions. 
And I think it's also important to note uh, that sinabi niya na nga na he was the one who was focused on the uh, CASER, the Con Comprehensive Agreement on Social and Economic Reforms, which uh, is supposed to be supposed to be the heart and soul of the peace agreement. If that was uh, yes. hammered out between the Philippine government and the National Democratic Front of the Philippines, uh, you mentioned, of course, the, the genuine agreement and reform. Um, uh, bill or the, the, the proposal at least. We know that a lot of people objected to that. <laughs> Kasi nga, may mga iba't ibang interes na tatamaan din, di ba? Because I think your version is very uh, yes. pro-farmer. Although, the, the president himself had already agreed and the panel itself had agreed in principle mm. uh, to free land distribu distribution, right? Yes. Before the peace talks broke yes. down. Yes. Free land distribution, that's the uh, essence of the genuine agrarian reform that uh, Ran, Ran B and us are pushing the government. And Duterte agreed. Even the, the panel, government panel agreed, agreed to that because they know farmers will not pay. And we have this uh, comprehensive agrarian reform program that has been implemented for several years. And farmers end up losing the land because they could not pay. So, so how instrumental was... The amortization. How instrumental was uh, Randy Ichanis uh, in that particular uh, item? Yung, yung, ano, the fact that uh, uh, they were able to convince the government, including President Duterte himself, uh, to agree at least on principle to uh, free land distribution. And daming pinagdaanan ng proseso yan for, for the government to at least agree on that. Yes. Randy worked with the farmers all of his life since 1970. So alam niya yung experiencia at gahirapan problema ng mga magsasaka. So he was able to tell it from his own experience, giving data to government. So we have this analysis of uh, the comprehensive agrarian reform program, which Randy very well knows of, and he presented that to government and uh, showed to government panel, these are the alternatives. So I suppose that way he was able to convince them because the the statement that he was making is based on hard facts and evidence on the ground. He, Randy is always consulting with farmers. In fact, in 2008, he was arrested in Bago City while conducting consultation with farmers of Negros Occidental. He was arrested in relation to the Hilongos mass grave case. So he goes around the country consulting with farmers, asking them what are their problems. And uh, then we come up with this genuine agrarian reform program. Uh, and uh, presented that to government as an alternative, with uh, supported by uh, by evidence of what are the uh, status of farmers in all regions of the Philippines. Okay, we'll be keeping a close eye on this case and this uh, on the killing of Mr. Randy Chanis, and uh, let's all hope that justice would be served uh, to Mr. Randy Chanis. Uh, thank you very much, Attorney Pahilga, for joining us on this podcast, sir. Salamat din po, Christian. And that will do it for this week's episode of the ANC Matters of Fact podcast. I'm your host, uh, Christian Esguera. Now, if you like this show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or uh, share this episode on social media because it helps new listeners to find us. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Again, thank you very much for joining us this week and see you again next week for another edition of the ANC Matters of Fact podcast.